This is Matt Lotner coming to you on a Tuesday night, June 7, 2022. And me and my old boys, uh, Scott Erickson and John Minahan, are embarking on a journey, uh, rehashing some old history about some events that happened to some 23-odd years ago. Uh, we're not doing it really to uh, self-aggrandize. There's a really good story that we're about to tell. We're going to call this series Friday Night Lights. It's the story of the 1999 Jefferson Scranton Peyton Sheridan football team. And tonight we're just going to set the table, just like my wife told me to an hour ago. We're setting the table. We're putting all the plates in order. We're putting the forks and knives down, just so you all know who the characters are. I'm going to give you a little bit of background about myself. John Minahan and Scott was uh, the best athlete to ever come out of the Greene County Community School District. NFL stars Bryce Pop were also in the county, and Brent McClagan was a two-time state uh, track champion. But simply put, Scott Erickson was the best, and it's not even close. Unfortunately, Scott had a knee injury or two back in his high school playing days. He's kind of the booby miles of this Friday, Friday Night Light story. I know, Scott, you're probably blushing right now. you got little red cheeks. Uh, yeah, I mean... Just briefly tell the audience about your family. Just tell us about growing up in a little town of Peyton Sheridan. Our schools were so small that we had four small towns, Jefferson, Iowa, Scranton, Iowa, Peyton, Iowa, and Sheridan, Iowa. Had to come together to make a football team, and that made us 3A out of four classes. And you came from the other side of the tracks, if you're booby miles, uh, you uh, grew up in Peyton Sheridan District. Give the audience whom you've never met and probably never will meet because they're all cow people. And some are from China, some are from Russia, some are from Australia, some are from Canada, some are from Mexico, some are from Bahamas, some are from oh, Cancun. Give the audience a little bit about yourself and the area you grew up in. Pleasure to be here. Born yeah. and raised in middle of nowhere, um, central Iowa, Peyton. People may know it a little bit more now than they did in the past. There's a John Deere plant that's actually there now today. But, uh, yeah, when I went there, I grew up, uh, had a graduating class of 20. I always like to tell the story of my little sister. When she graduated five years after me, everybody made homecoming court. There were only five people. <laughs> uh, so that's a good part of this story, Scott. I mean, we're talking about small-town Iowa, and things are shrinking. So from 20-head class to 5-head class. Super, super small school. Um, great people, though. I mean, amazing people. I like farming. Like, the funny thing about, like, farming is, like, when I look back at it, you know, helping my dad, helping my grandpa, helping my uncles on the family farm, I kind of took it for granted a little bit. I mean, yes, it was a lot of hard work, but it was a lot of fun, too. And uh, when I went to college, I was like, okay, I'm done with that. So I'm, that. That's over. But the beauty of what that did and created within me was a, a really nice work ethic, which, I mean, my dad to this day lives that. Uh, you know, my uncles, they live that. And I feel that, you know, when you get – Removed from the rural setting to the urban setting, you start to lose that. And gosh, something that I I have I have three boys. Uh, I should start with the most important person, my wife. My wife Jessica, who has taught for 16 years. Yeah, three boys, uh, nine, seven, and five. 
I want so much for them to kind of live the life that I live just to get that blue collar feel that, that, you know, some days you just got to put your head down. It's not how smart you are, but it's how hard you will work. Where do you live? Axwell, Iowa. In between Des Moines and Ames, correct? But you're not growing up in ag. That's nice to know. I mean, this is an ag audience, but, uh, and John Minahan, who'll be the third person in this trio, is, uh, he runs a very successful ag and ag supply business, selling feed corn and, and treatments and all this and that. And Johnny will have to bring us up to speed on all of his business ventures. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you two are both from the Peyton Sudan district. And, uh, oh, I guess just to tell the story briefly, I think the first time that I ever met you was, uh, maybe flag football practice in fifth or sixth grade. And I think after the practice, to my memory, now tell me if I'm wrong, but to my memory, I think we were just like, after practice, we were like, let's take off the flags and just go full on tackle football for a while. And I think me and you were pretty tough to bring down, but <laughs> I think, I think that's right. Is that right or not? Am I just totally, totally misremembering the situation? No, 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 no. I, I, you're right. Uh, so my uncles, so Peyton Sherdan, before they joined with JSCC, uh, you know, they were state champs. So there were, you know, call it in the 80s, there was this crew that, you know, won, I think, two state championships. And I don't know, it was just in our DNA, right, at that point that, a lot of a lot of sports were important, but football was it. You kind of had to live up to that expectation a little bit. I, I, not that anybody pushed it, but it was just that was the culture, right? So yeah, who plays flag football? Come on, I, I'm not advocating that like you know, little kids shouldn't get the basics down, but and now with CTE and all the liberal shit that's going around, it's like ah, maybe that's the way we should have gone. More flag football or soccer. I, I, I would probably be a soccer player today. We're asking our ag audience to bear with us just a little bit. This is going to get really interesting. But just my own brief story, I grew up in Jefferson, had an older brother and a younger brother, and uh, my old man was in the cattle business. Most people know all this stuff, so I'm going to be real brief with mine. Uh, I moved to town in fifth or sixth grade and when my parents got divorced and was kind of a chubby little fat kid. <laughs> and uh, uh, I played guard, I believe, like offensive line guard through my middle school career. Maybe I started playing fullback and linebacker freshman sophomore year undergrad and or you know in the first two years and then started on the varsity junior and senior year. Uh, yeah, and that's probably all we need to tell for this first episode. Briefly tell uh, your own kind of origin story as it relates to football and and you in Minnie's relationship. Were you good friends or were you just acquaintances? Little kid from a small town didn't know what the heck I was doing. You know, go to the big town of Jefferson, Iowa, right? You know, town, you know, go from Peyton 200 to go to a town of what, four to five thousand, maybe, Matt? Yep. Back then. Uh, I actually played quarterback right away. Um, I could sling the ball decent. And then I was a pretty big kid, so when I was in junior high, I actually played guard just like Matt. And then, I don't know, growth spurt hit, and my dad was really good at track. And I guess I got speed after a little bit. So then I was just, yeah, loved to run the football and then played linebacker right next to Matt. Um, Minahan, Donnie, it's a really funny story. So I have a nine-year-old today. Um, He weighs about 100 pounds. 
when John Minahan was a freshman in high school, I think he weighed 95 or something <laughs> like that. We didn't, didn't, didn't think much of him, right? I mean, in practice, you could kind of get him if you wanted to get him, but he was a tough son of a gun. And then, yeah, as we got through high school, I mean, we'll tell the story later, but, yeah, I mean, he was, he was a stud. Just as a preview to what's coming, I mean, we thought we were we thought we were hot shit and we thought we were pretty good, but in our junior year, we were two and seven, two wins, seven losses, failures, failures to start our senior year, which ended well. I believe we were zero and two. And Johnny told me earlier today that you and you and Minnie made a pact not to drink during football season because you wanted it to be a good season. And after that 0-2 start, I believe you gave up that uh, that commitment to not have any, you know, cold beverages on the weekend. We ended up starting the season 1-3 and against some pretty lackluster competition. I don't know how in the hell we recovered, but we did. I guess we'll come together as a group and tell the story starting tomorrow. But basically, we were 2-7 and and 1-3, and so we were 3-7. and uh, three and ten, leading up to this miraculous run that we would go on the next uh, eight or nine games. So that's uh, that's all we got for a preview. I appreciate uh, you guys listening to this. It's going to get real good tomorrow. Appreciate you, Scott, for reaching out. I know that John Minahan was a pussy tonight, but uh, he had some he had some pig stuff going on. So that's just the real the real life. I'm actually podcasting while I'm driving to Des Moines to to uh, pick up a video cassette player so I can grab some old Doug Hahn audio off of our old football tapes for this deal tomorrow. Is that going to be awesome or what? Oh, yeah, yeah. If anybody <laughs> does not know Doug, yeah, you'll get it. All right, shout-out to our coach, Bill Kibbe. Uh, any, any other shout-out? Shout-out to your old PC crowd there, uh, Zach Fox. Uh, Nate Guest. Nate Guest and Zach Fox, big old redheads. I'm sure they're successful, too. And uh, shout-out to John Minahan's uh, right-hand man, old Jeremy Roper. He, uh, John said that he's not in, interested in being on the show, so it's just going to be a three-man Friday Night Lights show. So thank you very much, Scott. We'll be in touch, and we'll touch base tomorrow, okay? Yep. God bless. Thank you.